0: Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Up All Night and Are You Afraid of the Dark Podcast. My name is Cortland, and with me today is the candy corn addict, Brandon. How you doing, Brandon?
1: Oh God, I hate candy corn so much. But I'm addicted. What am I going to do?
0: Well, sometimes you get addicted to the worst things. Today, we also have a very special guest. We have Robin from the Black Case Diaries podcast. How are you doing, Robin?
2: Hi. How are you doing? I'm all right. Yeah. in there. Yeah, candy corn's gross. I'm so glad everybody right. thinks that. i also but I'll pray for you <laughs> that you get over your addiction.
0: So, Robin, yes. you're from the Black Case Diary podcast.
2: I am. We're the Black Case Diaries. We are a movie and TV podcast, and we're mostly educational. Sometimes we do discussion, but generally we try to learn as much as we can about movies and TV and sometimes movie and TV concepts. Or tropes or, you know, just different parts of production and how things work. And then we just do cases on them. It's a very deceiving name. It sounds like we're a true crime podcast. A little bit,
0: right, yeah. Yeah,
2: it does. But that's not not what we are.
0: All those people want that true crime.
2: Yeah, we trick them. We we trick lots of people, and then they just when they find out the truth, they just unfollow us. But (laughs) usually, we the idea is that the movies that we watch are in this big black case that we would pull the movies out and watch them from, and that's what we named the show after. So, but it doesn't matter how many times I say that because it it's just still confusing. But I still like the name of our show, and and that's what it is: a movie and TV podcast. It is,
0: yeah. I like it. I was listening to your show yesterday um, with your June Foray case.
2: Oh, yay. Okay. I thought that was
0: awesome. What a oh, cool, cool episode idea because that lady was everywhere.
2: Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to yeah. the show. Yeah. But yeah, June Foray, is, she was so special because she was everywhere, but people didn't really know and she was so good at her job that people didn't yeah. realize that she was such a big part of everyone's life. And so it, it is it was really fun to talk about her because I love her so much. We were doing the research and I would have to take little like breaks to be like, hold your emotions together, Robin. It's going to be fine. <laughs> we we are <laughs> talking about a, a personal hero here. So we're just going to, yeah. you know, it's going to be OK. But I, I love it. And I, I love doing this show because I love being able to talk about stuff like that and learn about stuff like that. Because, you know, everyone should ne- we should never stop learning. Learning is the best so,
0: yeah, I was like, man, they do way more research than we do, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Like we do a quick IMDb and then we're out of that stuff.
2: <laughs> IMDb is pretty good.
0: I, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, as a kid that grew up watching uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle and then, you know, she was the grandma from Looney Tunes and everything. I was just like, what an amazing topic that I don't think anybody else would ever cover. Oh, I don't, just don't think about it. And I was like, this is amazing. So yeah. I listened to that while I was on my little riding tractor and lawnmower and <laughs> mowing my lawn, <laughs> as I do.
2: <laughs> well, thank you. That's very sweet of you. Yeah.
0: Well, are you guys ready to get into some Are You Afraid of the Dark?
2: Always. Let's do it. I was born right.
0: ready. Brandon, Robin, and I just got done watching The Tale of Badge. Sorry, Brandon. I put a the <laughs> in there. I'm I'm so sorry. You should be. It's not The Tale of the
1: Badge. It's just Badge. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I got my prediction wrong. It's the only reason.
0: I know. I thought about that. I was like, he never would have said Maniac Cop. <laughs> well, let's ask Robin. Robin, what do you think of this episode?
2: <laughs> I have some mixed feelings about Badge. I think that, you know, when I was a kid, when we watched this show, this was not one of my favorite episodes. Uh-huh. And I think, I think it was because it kind of lacks those Are You Afraid of the Dark iconic moments, you know? It yeah. doesn't have a vampire walking out of the screen. <laughs> it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have that, you know, the green-faced wraith from, you know, the night shift. So there's yeah. there's lots of things in this episode, but I, there isn't, like, that, you know, moment that kind of sticks with you. I think that might have been part of it, but it's possible also that it's just because it wasn't on my Are You Afraid of the Dark videotape, so I just didn't see oh. it as often. Yeah. And because that was kind of, that was how we... Recirculated things because you know back then you couldn't just stream it or
0: no you you had to (laughs) you know record it
2: you had to catch it it. yeah Yeah. record it and then if you wanted to memorize it like I did with other episodes of the show but (laughs) but rewatching it later I do appreciate this a little bit and I I appreciate it more than some other episodes of the show but if it is pretty middle of the road for me except that I I am Irish and I love.
0: Me too.
2: I love the Irish, the vaguely Irish references. Yes, in this episode. yes. Yeah. As yeah, they kind of the, go the up reaches and down. For it. Yeah. I, I I really, you know, but I do love that about the sh- about this episode. So, and I think that this having an original story like this with Irish influences is kind of cool.
0: We haven't seen the likes of this since Jake and the Leprechaun.
2: Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, Brandon, what did you think about Badge?
1: Okay. The entire time I was watching this, I was telling myself, okay, you just watched Tale of the Night Shift. Yeah. Don't try to compare this in your head <laughs> with Tale of the Night Shift, but I couldn't. I couldn't not do that. It's not a bad episode. Technically, there's a lot I like about it. Yeah, The makeup is really well done. Yeah. Some of the set design is really well done, mm-hmm. but- It kind of all amounts to nothing, or Mm -hmm. it's not as cool as it should be. Yeah,
2: yeah, I agree with you. I think that it kind of builds and builds, and then nothing kind of comes out of it at the
1: end. Yeah.
2: Did anybody else get
0: Halloween Town (laughs) vibes?
2: You know, yeah, with the grandmother, with magic, and yeah. (laughs) I can see Spoilers,
0: the grandma's magic, but (laughs) I just got really big Halloween Town vibes from it for some reason.
2: Yeah, I understand that. I can it's it's like a darker Halloween town because there aren't hanging bodies from trees yeah. in Halloween town. That part was No, pretty, there should be. Cool. That's scary. So, you know. There should be scarier things in Halloween town now that I think about it. <laughs> but
1: I was getting slight labyrinth vibes. Oh. I can see that too. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I just really liked the use of the smoke machine. I felt that it was oh, yeah. very well oh, used so in this episode. <laughs> it was like its own character.
1: Anytime you can <laughs> blast some smoke in there, it's exactly.
2: A yeah, you know, sometimes they say that the camera itself is like a character, and in this, really, the smoke machine spoke to me a lot because it just, they use it a lot in the show, and I, it's at at this point in like the series as of when it was like we have to use it as much as we can. The show is ending. We just got to push all our smoke budget out.
0: I I believe that that is probably what they did. They're like, this is the last episode. You guys just smoke it all up. (laughs) They're in the smoke realm now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's get into this one. Okay. So our episode opens up to Stig walking up with some logs in his hands and he asks, what happens if he doesn't show? And he puts those down and Betty Ann says, he'll show. And the camera pans down to Stig
1: who asks, what if he doesn't? And, then it just and that's panning. a good question, because what <laughs> does happen if he doesn't show?
2: <laughs> that is a good question, because in oh. every episode, someone shows. Yeah, so. eventually, sooner or later yeah. they like, do. Yeah.
1: Some of the stories that they tell are already kind of, eh, so I don't want to see someone making one up on the spot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> these, are, these are stories that they've been working on for quite some time, so that's a good point.
0: I guess somebody else would go? I don't know. It's never happened. Thankfully, it never will. <laughs> The camera keeps panning past all the other kids, and they're sitting down by the fire, and then it stops on a Tucker who says, no problem, and he jumps up, and he runs over to the throne, and he sits down, and he grabs some glasses out of his pocket, and he puts right. them on, because, of course does, he would.
2: Does he just have Gary's glasses, or... I, I was confused about that, because, like, why yeah. does he have... He Did he anticipate that Gary would be late?
0: I feel like it's trying to tell us that he stole Gary's glasses, and that's why he's yeah, late. Yeah, I
2: think so. Okay, Cause like. Right.
0: I mean, in a, in a minute here, Gary walks up and he doesn't have his glasses on. and he, he has his hand out and Tucker has to give him his glasses. So apparently Gary's only got one pair.
2: Right. I think watching this, too, at this moment, you know, as a kid, they always seemed old to me. Like all the time because I was a child. And watching this again now, Gary is like a grown man in this. Yes. It's like you could totally see why they were like, we have to end the show. It's it's time. (laughs) These kids grow. Gary's got a mustache. He needs to fulfill his dream as a newscaster or weatherman. Oh, yeah. He does really good, too. He's on my Instagram.
0: (laughs) He's always posting pictures of his dogs and stuff. He's pretty great. Yeah.
2: It's top notch. Yeah. He's really great.
0: So Stig thinks that shit is amazing. And then Tucker says, Come on, guys, no fighting. The rules say no fighting, so no fighting. And we look over, and all three girls, including Sam, is just yucking it up.
2: <laughs> this is so funny. I love yeah. It. <laughs>
0: She's like, oh, Gary, that's a good one, Tucker. Like...
2: <laughs> Gary, not wanting us to have fights. Oh, God. What a buzzkill.
0: Kiki says, so Gary, what's your story about tonight? And Tucker's all, it's about magic. I love magic. And you do too, because I'm the boss. And the rules say you gotta like what I like. And I was like... (laughs) I actually (laughs) laughed. I was like... (laughs) <laughs> damn it, Tucker! That was a good one. It's,
2: a, it's such a real. That is exactly how a younger brother would in, like imitate his older brother. Though I feel like that's a good. That was a pretty good representation of you know. Okay, I have to. I have to continue making fun of him. Let me think of things on the spot.
0: It was good. Yeah, I laughed. I. I damn it! I laughed at Tucker.
1: He <laughs> <laughs> got it, yeah. Oh, fuck.
0: We cut over to Stig, who says, yeah, we hear you like Samantha. And Betty Ann yells, Stig! And back with Tucker, he says, Samantha, what a babe. And we look over at Sam, and she looks embarrassed and annoyed. And Tucker continues saying, he's got a picture of her next to his bed. In fact, I declare this meeting closed so I can go
2: home and look at it, right? And look at it. Yes. Yeah. I, and, uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I I can't, it's... (laughs) I can't imagine how embarrassed she was, but also like just very very grossed out. Yes. It's possible that it was like a like an innocent thing like but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. So, cuz it just really seems to me that like it's creepy. Like if she didn't yeah. give him this picture like <laughs> but, yeah. why does he have it? <laughs> like, you know, he I'm true it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It. He uses all magic the parts that he wanted to look at it. right next yeah. to his bed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, he bumps into Gary, who looks pissed as hell, and Sam smiles, and Gary lowers his hand so Tucker can give him back his glasses, and Tucker says, uh-oh, and he hands him back his glasses, and then he goes and sits <laughs> down somewhere, and Gary looks around with a smile saying, which, good sport on Gary, I guess. <laughs> yeah. He says, you know, I'm not even mad, because Tucker just proves a point for my story, and he puts his glasses on and we cut over to Tucker who says, I did. And Gary sits down at the throne saying, Yup, you just proved that everyone has a special talent and in your case it's being a complete idiot. <laughs>
1: oh, I wish he had a mic to drop there.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah right.
0: I'd do it, but then I'd have to untwist it and all that. I'm not gonna do <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> Too much work. Yeah.
2: My favorite part about that is what he says right after when he's like he says, you know, Well, everyone else has like a positive talent. <laughs> Yeah, positive yes. talent makes him special. <laughs> yeah. But Tucker does not.
0: No, he he's has just, this
2: one talent of being an idiot. <laughs> yeah.
0: He says some people sing, others are really smart, some draw, some play an instrument, but those are all obvious talents. Some people have talents that are hidden, waiting for someone or something to bring them out. And the kids all look interested, and Gary grabs the dust, saying, If you're one of those people, you better hope that when you find your talent, it's something you can control, or it might control you. Mm. And Stig... Stig looks like he is super into this shit.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Stig really was like, this is what I'm talking about. This is the story I've been waiting 13 stories for. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: And Gary says, submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society, I call this story... The Tale of Batch. So, um... Their little intro here, I would say that this one isn't really all that <laughs> inclusive to the story.
1: <laughs> no. Doesn't really capture the essence.
0: Nothing about this magic is controlling the person.
2: Right. I-, I think that there's the fear that Badge could control her, I guess, if his magic overpowered hers, but I don't I don't see how her talent could, or her magic could control her. Yeah. Unless at some point she becomes power hungry.
0: That could happen. I don't know.
2: But this isn't a story about her becoming power hungry. So No,
0: that was the lost 14th episode of season five.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was a continuation of Badge. <laughs> of all the episodes that they could follow up with. They chose Badge. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> should have been Goth, but it wasn't.
2: No. Nope. Oh, Goth got done dirty for sure. The goth should come back.
0: Oh. Uh, a Goth oh, connoisseur. We could talk
1: forever about Goth.
0: <laughs> I love Goth. It's been five seasons and we still talk about Goth like every day. Yeah. <laughs> I wake up in the morning and I'm like, all hail Goth. All right, let's get started.
2: <laughs> Never forget Goth.
0: Oh, rest in peace. I'm going to be saying that a lot. Um, sportless. <laughs> So our tale starts up and we're looking at a birthday cake being carried by mom to her daughter who's sitting next to her grandmother and everyone's super excited and grandma smooches her granddaughter telling her mm-hmm. happy birthday and we cut over to dad who's got a camera in his hand and he crouches down and he's saying everybody ready and the girls all smile and he takes a picture and the main character her name is Gwen blows out her candles and then from around the corner walks Gwen's little brother, Trevor, who's got a trophy in his hand. And he's saying, guys, I did it. And dad's all, hey. <laughs> and Trevor tells him, science fair, first place, baby. And mom gets up and congratulates her son, too. And over with Gwen, she is just sick of this shit. So she gets up <laughs> and she walks past her grandma and the scene fades.
2: Right. I
1: thought it was weird that they like just had this little birthday party without
2: the sun. I thought he was it just was off
1: ridiculous. at the science fair or whatever.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can. I know the birthdays are like, you know, a set day, but you really can postpone the party if everyone, if the parents need to go to the science fair with their son. Yes. I mean, they, just, <laughs> they didn't like, even
0: go to the sun science fair. Which yeah.
2: <laughs> like and, give me and a break. She's mad. Like. <laughs> Yeah,
0: she's pissed.
1: <laughs> I thought we all agreed not to go to the She's sitting there with her cake it. and her presence. <laughs> she's like, God damn it.
0: In an Are You Afraid of the Dark First, we have like every single character in the story, like all at once. So I think mm. we should just meet every everybody right now. Okay. So first up is Gwen Riley, and she is played by Aiden Pendleton. Who we last saw as Allison Denny, which is a character that I complain about all the time, I think. (laughs) Right, Brandon? Pretty much every episode.
1: I mean, you mention her. Anytime you see sort of a bland protagonist, you're like, hey, kind of reminds me of Allison Denny.
0: Yes. (laughs) She was in uh, The Tale of the Carved Stone from season three.
2: She has a bit of a beige aura for sure.
0: I like her more in this episode for sure.
2: Yeah.
1: She's all right.
0: She has grown a bit as an actress, and uh, I think she can show more emotion now, maybe? Mm -hmm. We kind of already went over her short filmography in that episode, but just a reminder, she was in Andre with that seal. We've also got Grandma Willie, who was played by Judy Sinclair, who's been in a lot of TV movies and TV shows, mostly small roles. She's been in Warehouse 13, Don't Say a Word, with Sean Bean and Brittany Murphy, and she was in one episode of both the 80s Twilight Zone
2: and Goosebumps. Ah. Cool. Have you guys ever like known someone who called their grandmother by their first name? No. No.
1: And it was <laughs> okay. so weird because immediately at the birthday party, I was like, okay, that's her grandma. Yeah. And then they started calling her Willie, and I was like, oh, is this just some weird lady who lives <laughs> yeah. here? I was yeah. like,
2: is it a babysitter who just never got the hint? <laughs> like, maybe... Like maybe they just couldn't get her to, like, stop coming to the birthday parties, you know. She's 16, no, I no, don't no need the babysitter, but I don't know.
1: Thanks for the present, but please go. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, I remember being really confused because I, I did watch this with my friends once and them being like, oh, oh, it's not her grandmother because they keep calling her Willie. Yeah.
0: It was weird. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Like I mean, maybe they do that because there's a plot point later. But yeah, I don't I think know.
2: that's
1: definitely it. Yeah, they need you to know that's her name.
0: I right. feel like my grandma would be like, uh, "What is this disrespect you're giving me?"
2: Exactly. <laughs> you
0: know? yeah. I am grandma. <laughs> yeah, I worked hard, long time to get this name. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I earned this name. I had a child who had a child. I did exactly. the thing. Call me Grandma.
0: Long time coming. I've been waiting, you know, <laughs> 60 years for this. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's like being knighted. You don't <laughs> leave off the title.
0: <laughs> well, Trevor Riley is played by Dylan Provencher who played Hub Bailey in a show called Wind at My Back from 1996 to 2001. He reprised oh. that role in 2001 for the uh, Wind at My Back Christmas episode, too. Wow,
1: okay. that's a show I missed somehow. I'll assume that's a real show.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what i thought too i was gonna look up the intro and then i didn't he also played in two episodes of goosebumps and in a tv movie called earthquake in new york (laughs) sounds horrible
2: is that like a a really popular movie earthquake i think i think i want to watch that now there was just like
0: a lot of these actors and actresses don't have a whole lot in their filmography so i just kind of pluck the highlights i guess yeah (laughs) i don't know
1: it's what they got
0: earthquake in new york just sounded so exciting
2: it did i mean yeah it Can would be. Imagine? It would be an earthquake if they remade that now. The rock would be in it. That's how excited. Exactly. It is. Yeah, that's what yeah, I was I thinking when I that.
0: picked it out. <laughs> Mama Riley is played by Charmin Sturgis, who wasn't in anything else. Well, he was. She was in a couple other things, but I didn't put him down because
1: not even she, Arthur.
0: She was no. We don't have anybody from Arthur in this episode. Spoilers. Wow. A first. Yeah, but the father, James Ray, has been in a lot of stuff. Including Zombie Nightmare from 1987, which had Adam West in it, rest in peace. Oh. Uh-huh. And, and he was in Snowboard Academy as Hot Tub Stud in 1997. <laughs> I looked into that movie a little bit. Okay. It, it had both Jim Varney and Corey Haim in it, rest in peace. Seriously. Uh, yeah, holy and crap. what is and, it called again? It's called uh, Snowboard Academy. All right. Snowboard oh, yeah, Academy. I'm just
2: going to take wow. a note. Right there. <laughs> yeah, I want to
0: watch that. Well, it also has the vampire from Night Shift himself, Andreas Aperhi, or Apergi, I don't know. I'm not French.
2: Who does he play?
0: I don't know. I didn't look that far. Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> He's the vampire. <laughs> He's taking He's over in the. the, background. the <laughs> he the runs the by the Academy. window at
2: one point. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's the uh, antagonist to Jim Varney and Corey Haim, maybe. <laughs>
2: oh.
0: <laughs> but that's all we got for now. We got one more character later, but he, he comes in at like half point. So we cut over and someone is opening a drawer. And inside is a little box or something with the word badge inscribed on the side. With yeah. a red jewel and some music notes carved into it, too. Mm-hmm. And the person grabs a red jewel on a gold chain, and the box starts shaking a bunch. And then we hear Grandma Willie's tell it to stop, and she'll have none of that. <laughs> so the box stops, and Grandma opens it up, and there's a crystal in there and a little flute, and she places the red jewel in it, and that's that.
2: This is such a classic Are You Afraid of the Dark thing to shake, to have something be shaking, and then someone be like, Stop it! And it stops. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like these evil spirits, but like you know, they are not immune to a good talking to. Just give them a stern
0: <laughs> you know? word. That's so the power we- of being a grandma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we cut over to Gwen in her room in the dark, and she—I don't know why she's in the dark, but she's playing her flute for some reason.
1: She's sulking. She's, her she's- birthday was canceled.
2: <laughs> <laughs> It's—it it okay. is her sixteenth birthday, so.
0: I sub- but she's in the dark playing her flute. I didn't. Get <laughs> She gets annoyed at herself, and then she just flops down on her bed, mm-hmm. and someone knocks on her door, and Gwen says, yeah, and in walks Grandma Willie with that box from the last scene.
2: Right. I
1: thought it was going to be her brother, and he was going to come in and be like, hey, I just want a Grammy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's saving that for her wedding day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: she asks Gwen if she would care for an old woman's company, and Gwen laughs, saying, you're not so old. And <laughs> yes <Yeah>, she is
2: <laughs> that's what every old person wants to hear
0: you know what <laughs> though? Not she's that old <laughs> grandma willie is still alive today i mean yeah oh my gosh that. laser yeah
2: good for her well i know she is <clears throat> spoilers a little magic so
0: true true well granny comes and she takes a seat on her on her bed next to her saying i'm old enough to know when someone has troubles and Gwen tells her that it's no big deal. It's just that it's my birthday and sometimes I feel like it doesn't really matter. And Grandma asks if this has anything to do with a certain blue ribbon winning brother. And Gwen gets pissed saying, No She jumps off her bed and she walks away. And then she turns around saying, Yes. How come we got all the brains and all I got is ordinary? And Grandma tells her that she's anything but ordinary. And her birthday is very, very important. Especially this one happy birthday, and she lifts up that little box.
2: That is a very teen response. No. Yeah. <laughs> that is Exactly. I mean, it's it's realistic dialogue, so I feel like they should win points there.
0: Yeah, I'm not even a 16-year-old girl, and that's what I would do.
2: <laughs> yeah. She doesn't want to admit it at first, but, I mean, it's okay. We all understand. You know, he came in, he won the science fair, it's your birthday, no one cares. Yeah. Audience doesn't even care.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And they had a party for her. (laughs) They can appreciate they were doing something. Like, What were they supposed to do? Trevor comes in like, hey, I won this award. And they're like, why are you talking to us? Get back up to the attic.
2: Yeah, they're a very busy family. And they squeezed her in. Because as you can see later on in the episode, everyone's got a lot of things going on that night.
1: Everybody, nobody
0: gives a fuck that it's her birthday. (laughs) They got all the, like, all of these people have all this stuff planned. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Gwen walks back over saying, thanks, Willie. And Willie tells her that her grandmother gave her that chest on her 16th birthday, as did her grandmother before her. And she opens it up, and we see that big white crystal, and she pulls out the chain with the red jewel, saying, but this... Is yours and yours alone, and Gwen lifts it up with a smile, and Willie tells her that it's very special, just like you, and Gwen's all, Aww. it's like yours, and Willie tells her it's a jasper.
2: A jasper.
1: I gotta say, I think this necklace is ugly. <laughs> well, you don't have any fashion sense, Brandon. No, I, I don't hip. have any fashion sense, and I don't have any magic, so what do I know?
2: <laughs> I noticed this trend kind of... If you guys, Have you guys ever seen Teen Witch? No. The movie... The classic no. 80s movie, Teen Witch. Oh, okay. Well, she also gets an amulet. Mm. And it, it, it seems like kind of a trend. Young female witches get this amulet from an older person at some point. And
1: <laughs> is that just witch lore?
2: <laughs> I think I, I it is. I don't know. It, it might be.
1: It didn't I, happen in it,
0: Halloween Town, though. So, Oh, wow, well, then who cares? It, <laughs> that's It's true. not real.
2: It can't be. Yeah.
0: I get all of my witch knowledge from Halloween Town. Yeah. <laughs>
1: What happened in Twitches? We got to get Tia and Tamara Mowry
2: oh. on the oh, line. I watched Twitches, but I don't think there was... You know what? They had necklaces, but they weren't like big amulets.
1: I'm going to tweet them. I'm going to say, girls, we
0: need you. <laughs> 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 Your power is combined. Help us.
2: <laughs> oh, gosh. But uh, yeah, the the name Jasper really caught my attention from just like the, the whole Irish. So far, it's been very vaguely Irish. There's There's never been a moment in the episode where they're like, we are Irish. We're I- You know, we, we yeah. descend from Irish people. But the grandma has an Irish accent. I like think. a little bit. Yeah, it's yeah. a very understated Irish accent. But also Jasper is kind of an Irish name, but it's no- not spelled with a J. I think they, I don't know if they spell it with a J in the show or not. But the Jasper, usually it's spelled G-E-A-S-P-A-R. And it's not like a necklace it's just i think it's just like a name
1: yeah i know what you're saying
2: yeah so i thought that was interesting
1: yeah just gives it a little more irishness
2: yeah Yeah.
0: just a little splash of irish gwen loves that jasper and she thanks willie who tells her that you're very welcome and she smiles for a second and then says i want you to see something this book but then they're interrupted by a knock and mom waltzes in and says gwen i just had a call from your band instructor And Willie asks, what's the matter? As Gwen's looking, like, a bit upset. And Mom tells her that Gwen quit the band today. And Willie turns to her saying, oh, Gwen, no. (laughs) Gwen tells her that she wasn't any good. And Willie's like, oh, you couldn't be more wrong.
1: (laughs) She's Uh, not any good. We
0: did just get that, like, recital, so.
2: (laughs) Why was she practicing? She already quit, and she's decided she's not going to do it anymore. So what was she doing?
1: That's what I was wondering. (laughs) she playing happy birthday to herself? Oh, that would have been so dark. sad. <laughs> <laughs> would have been
0: sad, but also very fitting. Yeah. Well, Willie tells her that music is her gift, and she has to develop it. And mom tells Gwen that her instructor wants to meet with her father and her mom after the parents' conference tonight. So she needs her to watch Trevor. And Gwen looks shocked, saying, tonight? And mom's all, mm-hmm. And Gwen looks frantically at Willie and she asks,
2: Willie, will you babysit? Please, please. And Willie shakes her head saying, Sorry, lass. Ladies club meeting tonight. (laughs) Okay. All right. I'm sorry. (laughs) She is about to give her life-changing information. Yes. She was on the cusp of telling her, this is supposed to be so important. Gwen, this is the most important birthday you're ever going to have. And I'm going to tell you a really important thing. After the ladies club meeting tonight, because, you know, <laughs> yes. I got to go get my drink on or whatever the hell I need to go do just to She's got to go play spoons or whatever. <laughs> it's pretty Some stressful bridge. being your grandma. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I loved it.
2: She doesn't even finish telling her what's going on. She's just she's like, oh, no. <laughs> i
0: She just gets up and she walks out of the room.
2: (laughs) Oh, I'm so sorry. I have a ladies' club meeting. But, you know, uh, I'll tell you later about the thing uh, that I was about to say.
0: (laughs) You're about to get magic powers,
1: but a ladies' club meeting comes first. I
2: can wait until after 8 (laughs) o'clock.
1: You're a wizard, Gwen. Okay, bye.
0: (laughs) Gwen stands up saying, Mom, I got a party tonight I have to go to. And mom apologizes, saying that there isn't enough time to get anyone else. And she walks away. And Gwen looks <laughs> pissed as hell until she just flops back on her bed again with a sigh.
2: Who is having it? An- so it's another party. It's someone else's party on her birthday.
1: Yes. <laughs> someone else's birthday party.
2: <laughs> she even overbooked on her birthday. <sighs> nobody gives a fuck.
0: Like, nobody cares about her birthday. <laughs> She doesn't even care about her birthday.
2: (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
0: We cut scenes, and now we're with Trevor, that little shit, and he uh, looks behind himself, and he opens up the door to Willie's room and watches as she puts that little chest back in a drawer, locks it, and hides the key in a little box above the drawer. And Trevor smiles, and then he walks away. Now we're with Dad, who says, come on, or we're going to be late. And Mom walks over to Gwen and Trevor saying that they'll be home around 10, and Willie should be home about 8. And when she gets home, you can go to that party, okay? And Gwen smiles saying, really? And Mom turns around saying,
1: well, I'm not a total ogre.
0: Mom and Gwen smile, and Gwen says, thanks, Mom. And Dad (laughs) tells her, happy birthday, sweetie. And then
1: they leave.
2: (laughs) You're only a little ogre-ish, Mom. You're right.
1: (laughs) With this family, they might be part ogre.
2: (laughs) I love the opening of this scene because, like, the transition, the scene opens and it is this tight shot of the dad's face. We're gonna be late. (laughs) That's
0: what, that's like the only things dads do in Are You Afraid of the Dark is just complain that they're gonna be late. (laughs) Which I guess is a very dad thing to do, so they nailed it. We're always late. Hey there everybody, Cortland here, your good buddy and science fair winning brother. Thank you so much for taking a listen to our show. Welcome welcome if you're new, or welcome back if you're a longtime fan. We always appreciate you spending time with us. Our season five giveaway is in full swing and there's still time to enter in to win. Check out the pin post on our Twitter at PRVT Island and like, retweet, and comment to enter in to win. On Instagram at Private Island Presents, give us a follow, Find our picture with the Season 5 DVD, like it, comment, and you're entered in to win. While you're there, have a laugh with our memes and gifs, videos and pictures. Vote in our polls for the best episode of the season, and join us every Wednesday night at 8pm Eastern to watch full-length episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark with other fans. All of our patrons are automatically entered in to win, giving everyone three different opportunities. Our patrons are also treated with tons of bonus content, including early release episodes the moment I'm finished editing, our quick frights, book readings, exclusive improv episodes, and our bloopers and outtakes. With new content posted multiple times a week, there's always something new to enjoy. Our tiers were overhauled at the beginning of Season 5, and we've made them much more accessible for everyone, starting as low as $1 a month. So take a look at patreon.com privateisland private island and become a patron today. We have a few new patrons to introduce this week, so I'd like to thank all of our current patrons, the Bronze Beth, Heather, Angela, and new member Eddie, the Silver Goth Shane and Steven, the Golden Daydays Faith and new member Heather, and the Platinum Bostics Bryce, Kathy, and Carly. Thank you so much, everyone. Our show would not be the same without you. Now that we've had 10 patrons, I'll be starting a Patreon-exclusive giveaway. But I'm going to wait until our Season 5 DVD giveaway has completed. For a quick link to all of our social medias, the Patreon, YouTube, and more, check out the link in the episode description. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for his work on the music for our show, aside from this theme dating start from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. He's been busy on the Season 6 artwork now, and I am very excited to see how it turns out. Now, I'd like to play the promo for our guest Robin's podcast, The Black Case Diaries.
2: Hey, fans of whatever podcast this is. I'm Adam. I'm Marcy. And I'm Robin, and we are The The Black Black Case Case Diaries. Diaries.
0: The Black Case Diaries is a movie and TV podcast hosted by three friends, us, in the exotic land of Ohio.
2: We cover any topic related to film or TV. Our goal is to learn as much as we can and teach others in the process. We have something for every movie or TV fan. Movie scores? Got it. Pokemon? Got that too. Disney movies? Of course we do. Avatar? James Cameron or Nickelodeon? Nickelodeon. We're working on it. If this sounds like a show for you, find us wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: Or at BlackCaseDiaries.com.
2: Go check out the Black Case Diaries today.
1: Happy listening.
0: Thanks again, everyone, for listening in. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. We hear a car honk, and Willie pops up saying, Oh, that's my ride. I'll be home at 8 sharp. And she turns around, and she walks over to Trevor saying, And as for you, primum non knockery which is Latin for first do no harm, which Trevor tells us when Gwen asks. And Willie tells the kids, yeah, eight hey. And then she leaves as the kids say bye. And Gwen walks over to Trevor saying, I don't care what you do, Greek boy. Just stay out of my face. And Trevor shakes his head at her saying, it wasn't Greek, it was Latin. And Gwen's all, ugh, and walks away.
2: <laughs> A line that only exists to tell the children watching that that was Latin.
0: Exactly. And then the kids are like, what's Latin? Eh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Exactly, it's a couple things that that come to mind in that scene for me. Like one of them is that I was a little frustrated that they chose Latin and not Irish.
0: Yeah, which is
2: a very nitpicky thing. But Irish is especially at this point was very endangered, almost dead, like Latin. So Mm -hmm. it could be just as mysterious for her to say. Also, because if they were going to go with the Irish theme, just you know, just say it and. Say it in Irish, the audience. is not? Gonna, <laughs> we're, we're not gonna kids,
0: know. don't care one way or the other, <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. So, I, I thought that was really an interesting inclusion to have her speak Latin to him. I don't know, it's like they have their own little thing going on, too. Like, she's got this thing with Gwen where she's they're also witches, and then with him, she's like, Hey, let's speak ancient languages together. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's nice of her right grandma's yeah. hip she knows how to connect with the kids
2: <laughs> yeah yeah i feel like she's a good grandma really
0: well gwen walks over to the phone and she picks it up and she dials out saying hi di hi it's me and then over with trevor he opens up willie's room grabs the key that she hid and opens up the drawer and he lifts up the chest and he moves to willie's bed where he opens up the box over with gwen she's got a can of soda saying if i'm lucky he'll do an experiment and blow himself up Back with Trevor, he lifts out a little flute from the chest, and he puts it to his lips, and he blows a note that just reverberates for some reason. (laughs) Yeah. Gwen hears it from the kitchen, and then back with Trevor, he stands up, and the white crystal glows lime green, which in Disney terms means evil. Yes. And it starts to smoke, and Gwen calls for Trevor a few times, so Trevor puts that flute back and closes the chest. And then he throws it out Willie's window.
1: <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Instead of just putting it back where he got it.
2: No, he just chucks it out the window. He's, this is supposed to be the smart child in the family. Like he, he's winning blue ribbons at the science fair, but he's like, you know what? <laughs> out the window it goes. <laughs> She'll never know the difference.
0: <laughs> From behind him walks Gwen asking what he's doing in Willie's room. And Trevor says he... Uh, Thought he left some microscope slides in here. (laughs) Right. And he asks Gwen if she's seen them. And Gwen's all, yeah, right. Get out of here. You shouldn't be touching Willie's things. In the hallway, she slams Willie's door closed, asking Trevor what that sound was. And Trevor's all, I didn't hear anything. So Gwen just tells him to stay out of there. And she walks away. And Trevor's calling, yeah, yeah, at her. And then immediately turns around and walks back into Willie's room.
1: Immediately. <laughs> She's not even out of frame, and he's already <laughs> opening that door again. She's she
2: can hear babysitter. it. She's a babysitter.
0: He looks out the window, and there's just a ton of smoke billowing up from where he set, well, where he threw the chest to the ground. Over with Gwen, she's back on the phone, and she sits down, and we see outside the window that's behind her, and the fog is rolling in, and Gwen just kind of giggles on the phone. Back with Trevor, he looks out the window and slaps at it a few times for some reason, and then he tries to open it up. With Gwen, she's all, he brought Sally Smith to whoever she's talking on the phone, and she's like, I thought he didn't like her. And yeah. she stands up, and then the look on her face changes to, like, wonder- the lights start flashing on and off around her and around Trevor, who's still in Willie's room. Gwen calls for Trevor, and the power goes out. And she tries to tell Diane on the other line that the power's out, but she's using a cordless phone, so it's cut off, too.
2: That made me laugh so hard, because this is something that happened a lot in Are You Afraid of the Dark, where the power goes out and someone's on the phone. Yeah. And somebody always hits the receiver, like, several times. As if yes. that's gonna do something, and so I used to pretend that I was in an "Are You Afraid of the Dark" episode when I was a kid, and I'd be like, "Hello, hello," and I'd be hitting the receiver. <laughs> <on> the <phone. laughs> I thought that was just a thing that people did. I didn't understand what was going on, but that's <laughs> good. <laughs> but yeah, it, it made me laugh too because she was on a cordless phone, and the power goes out, and she's like. The power went out, she says, to the obviously dead phone. <laughs> <laughs> <I know.
0: laughs> we cut over to Gwen opening up a cupboard and grabbing a flashlight. She walks a couple of steps in the kitchen and says, Trevor, come on. We got to. But then she hears a knock on the door. So we look over at it and she's saying, who's there? And the voice calls out saying that he's looking for the setter wind. Mm-hmm. And Gwen tells the voice that there's no one here by that name. Why don't you go to the next door? And she rolls her eyes and starts to walk away. But the voice asks, come
2: in, may I?
1: Yoda.
0: It's Yoda. (laughs) It's Yoda.
2: (laughs) So this part is really weird, I think, because he kind of switches his grammar structure back and forth throughout this dialogue and he starts with, Come in, may I and then it you know, with the next line that you'll give it's different.
0: It is. Yeah. It was confusing to me. Yeah. Make
1: up your mind. It's confusing
2: yeah. It's confusing because as the episode goes on and it gets a little more climactic and he talks more. It's kind of hard to follow him because yes. <laughs> his his grammar structure is strange. But one thing that I really noticed about that, and I don't think it was intentional, it might have been, but so in Irish, the grammar structure is much more similar to that.
0: Well, that's way cooler than my thought that they were just trying to copy Yoda. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I I remember first when I first was reading about Irish like grammar years ago, I thought, oh, they talk like Yoda, so it was really... You were pretty spot on. (laughs) Well,
1: I'd like to think that it was intentional. They just didn't commit to it all the way. Yeah. Yeah. I
0: think it probably was intentional. I hope. Well, Gwen starts walking towards the door as the voice calls out that there's been an accident. So she tells the voice that there's a gas station a few blocks away. You can get help there.
1: This whole thing's pretty creepy, actually.
0: It is. Okay, so spoilers. This is the enemy of the episode. This is Badge. And, um right now he doesn't have that creepy like i don't know rat man voice that he
2: uses no yeah he he's doing a a mimic thing yeah that uh, and i think in a lot of lore a lot of spirits and just magical beings have the ability to do this yeah and and so i think with the first voice it is supposed to just be i think it's just the actor talking
0: but yeah that's what i thought
2: um i think he's you know he's mimicking like a you know just a regular person but all of this is scary like it's scary not even like if you take out the supernatural element just having being a kid and having someone knock at your door and be like please let me in there's been an accident like that's i mean that's terrifying
1: i
0: will say that that she handled this pretty well
2: yeah
1: that's why she's in charge because trevor would let that guy in
2: yes absolutely would (laughs) trevor would be like come in look at my blue ribbon yeah
0: (laughs) Gwen takes a few steps closer to the door and looks out the peephole, but it's just a cloud of fog out there. So she backs away from the door as the voice asks if she's in some kind of trouble. And Gwen tells him, no, we're fine. And the voice asks her why the lights are out. And Gwen looks around and says, look, I'll call the police for you, but I'm not letting you in.
2: Okay, so she can call the police.
0: Maybe she has a landline somewhere else. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And then Trevor says, Gwen? And Gwen shines the lights on him and he asks who was outside. And then Gwen sighs, saying that she doesn't want to know. And then she looks down at the door and the handle starts turning. So she yells out, Who's there? And we hear Willie say, Gwen, I forgot my keys again, dear. So Gwen oh, sighs oh. in relief, saying, Willie, I'll be so glad to see you. And she right. opens up the door, and it's not Willie, you guys. It's a rat man.
2: <laughs> what? Whoa. I...
0: Classic rat man trickery.
2: <laughs> What's the thought process for her, though, when she thinks it's Willie? Like, oh, oh, my gosh, Willie, did you see the man out there that needed yeah, help? Yeah, right. Did you, what did you do with him? <laughs> <You> pushed <laughs> him aside. <laughs> <laughs> that would
0: be my, like... The guy who has been in an accident could have, like, a severed leg or something. Just push yeah, really look
2: out for the man out there.
0: I love it. He jumps <laughs> inside the house, and he's laughing a whole bunch, and he talks like Yoda, saying, Returned has badge.
2: Yes. <laughs> has badge. yes. We I knew course.
1: something was going to come through that door. <laughs> I really did not expect Ratman. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <sighs> Okay, I browse Are You Afraid of the Dark on on Twitter, you know, like every day. Just (laughs) trying to find people that might be interested in listening to our show. Mm -hmm. This is one of the episodes that I see people say is like the worst. pretty Really? Really? Yeah. And I don't think it's the worst.
2: I don't think it's the worst either. Worse than Hungry Hounds? It's certainly (laughs) not the best. (laughs) Oh, yeah, worse than Hungry Hounds.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The makeup in this episode is pretty good. It's, yeah, I think like the makeup quality. is
1: fantastic. I just mm-hmm. think he looks lame. Like he he's not a cool-looking villain,
2: right? Honestly, he's kind of just a lame villain in general. Yeah. And I think yeah. that he wants to be super menacing and super cool, but he just can't really pull it off. So I, I think that maybe, maybe that's why he looks that way. He's just kind of this rat. <laughs> rat man and (laughs) one thing that i really love about his costuming is his eyes they seem to be kind of prosthetic yeah because they're these big yellow balls and they do move around as he's looking around the room and stuff and it's not just like a mask you know i thought that was a really cool detail they did a really good job with his face they did yeah
1: yeah it looks outstanding yeah it's just also dumb (laughs)
2: it's dumb yeah like
0: his eyes are cool i think that those are those contacts the hard contacts maybe
2: yeah okay
0: because like the in the last episode night shift the vampire has just straight red like crimson red eyes and i think Mm -hmm. that those probably were hard contacts too right i think this is a perfect time to meet our final character from this episode badge who is played by roland smith and guys this was his last acting job
1: really yeah well Well, he's giving it his all here yeah Yeah, he was like i'm going out with a bang
0: his other roles included playing wise guy number two in bride of violence messenger in in the nick of time and bellboy in money
2: Mm -hmm. okay so this was his big break and he just really wanted to end at his peak yeah, he was... was like,
0: I've done Bellboy. I've done Wise Guy number two.
1: It's time to play the villain.
2: Right. And honestly, he was like, I got to retire now. It can only go downhill from here.
1: <laughs> and from Bellboy to Ratman, there's nowhere to go. Exactly. <laughs>
0: exactly. I've never, that I can remember, think of any other time I've seen a Ratman in cinema or TV. So he is my favorite Ratman.
1: <laughs> I mean, Splinter and the Ninja oh, Turtles.
0: Oh, damn it. Mm. <laughs> All right. Never mind. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I guess so cuz Splinter is just a rat, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and this may, this could he's be like a, a hybrid. Rat. But he's also a goblin. He's a rat goblin. So Fuck, maybe he he's your goblin. favorite rat goblin. Yes, yes.
0: I forgot. Like I remember writing that down and being like, "Oh, I guess he's a goblin." And then I just forgot again. <laughs> 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 well, back from commercial, we get a good look at Badge and he's still laughing and like we just talked about the makeup design for him is pretty cool. He looks like a rat man. He's got a little black dog nose, uh, animal looking eyes, kind of brown, gray, wrinkly skin, and yellow teeth. He runs up to Gwen, pins her up against the wall, saying setter her wind," but not these set her wind. Uh, and this is gonna be annoying doing his. Uh, imp- Actually, I to think him. you're
2: doing a really good job of his voice. I was about to say so.
0: <laughs> I can feel Keep my cheeks up. getting red. I'm getting all embarrassed already. <laughs> 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 I don't normally get embarrassed. <laughs> Gwen asks who he is and what he wants and it says, Badge I am. Where is it? And Trevor screams out, let her go. And Badge turns around and he grabs him and he's looking at Gwen saying, where is it? And Gwen asks, where's what? And Badge says, the center wind. And he laughs a whole bunch and he pushes Trevor into an open door of light and he screams walking (laughs) through it and Bash tells Gwen to bring him the stutter wind and he laughs a whole bunch and then he hops through the door of light too.
1: That is my favorite part of the episode.
0: (laughs) When Trevor gets pushed through the door?
1: He kind of lazily pushes Trevor towards the direction of the door a little bit and Trevor walks through it like, Gwen, just don't walk in there, dude.
0: (laughs) It was pretty great, wasn't it?
2: And again, fog. There is so much fog. (laughs)
1: Oh, yeah. It's just a door of fog, yes. Fog yeah. and light. It's a fog dimension.
2: I, and also, thank God, we're all so sick of Trevor. I know. <laughs>
1: it's pretty much the last you see of him. Yeah, he's pretty <laughs> much out of the story. <laughs>
0: yeah. Gwen screams out, Trevor! And she runs through the door, too. And it transports her to some dingy cave or something. There's like a bunch of moss and goo right. everywhere, and vines and stuff hanging from the ceiling.
2: And I'm so confused about where they are yeah. when they go in there because they're in the badge zone. Yeah. It's it's like yeah, it's like the badge cave and I I don't understand is this where he lived before he was trapped or Yeah, that's what I, I don't, don't get know.
1: either. They're outside the door but also maybe inside of that crystal?
2: Yeah. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, see that's what I was wondering cuz like he is a goblin who can like hop time and space or something or just dimensions or something. He's got a lot of
0: He can hop in and out of the badge zone.
2: (laughs) It's literally, it's limited. He can only go to this cave or her house. There's only two places, but. Yeah.
0: And only if somebody (laughs) plays one note of a flute. (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) He's a very convoluted character. He's very, he's very complicated.
0: But. My favorite part of this badge zone is that Gwen bumps into a damn human skeleton yeah. hanging from the ceiling.
1: What is the yeah. story of
0: that?
2: A human skeleton that is likely—I'm—I'm I'm guessing still rotting because the bones are all together still. Right. Yeah. So there's still something holding those bones together. <laughs>
0: there's a, there's a couple of people just hanging around, and yeah. they all got like the noose around their neck, so he's just
2: he, hanging yeah. fools. Yeah, he hanged them. Like they. I don't, and I don't know who they are because they weren't. Former
1: Setterwinds? Right. Right. I
2: don't know. I thought they might be, but didn't they all live to pass down the the box? I mean, isn't that what the grandma said?
0: When you guess who, it's a mystery, right, guys?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Who is he straight up murdering in his cave? Especially I, if the cave is in the in the gem or in the amulet or stone yeah. or whatever it is.
0: Did grandma let him murder people? <laughs> she just, she just, just tossed to keep people him. in every
2: once in a while, like how you feed feed crickets to a frog or something.
0: Holy shit, what if he's the dark music guy?
2: <laughs> mm.
0: That'd be upsetting,
2: but Yeah, we've caught you know, he, he did jiggle that doorbell just like the dark music <gasps> monster. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew you know, it. There's a connection. <laughs>
1: the dark
0: music thing was a rat man the whole time
1: that kind of makes that episode worse in hindsight I know I'm I'm gonna throw (laughs)
0: this theory out the
2: history of that episode
0: (laughs) well Gwen falls to the ground and then she finds that chest that that Trevor threw out the window and we hear Badge say six centuries I don't know if I'm maybe able to do his voice six long centuries I don't remember it anymore
1: okay do Bobcat (laughs) six long centuries
0: Six long centuries trapped in that wretched prison I was, <laughs> and the camera is panning around his lair, whatever it is, and we see more skeletons and vines and shit, and they're in, like, different stages of decomposition, or decay, or whatever you want to say yeah. it, because, like, one These of the skeletons people... is completely naked, and then, like, another one has clothes and stuff, so.
2: Yeah, they have not been around, that those have not been hanging there for 600 years.
1: No, no. Uh-uh. So
2: when who are these people? When did he kill them?
1: <laughs> I think people who cross Grandma. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was gonna say.
0: Those are the other like the the ladies that didn't quite make the ladies' club.
2: <laughs> ah, now now I understand. Okay, it's all coming together.
0: Gwen calls out, asking where he is, and then from behind her, a claw grabs her, and it scares her. And she walks a couple of steps and bumps into Badge, who laughs at her.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Gwen asks where her brother is and badge tells her to bring him the setter wind and he's going to trade for it and Gwen tells him that she doesn't have any setter wind and she doesn't even know what one is and badge says young you are <laughs> kept me trapped <laughs> that the setter wind did for 12 lifetimes. He says, but not, free I am, Sutterwind magic is no match for mine. And he laughs again, saying, hang and rot in my garden for what it has done to me. Now, return and bring me the Sutterwind. And Gwen freaks out, running away, and she opens up the door, and she's back in her house. So, Gwen looks around, and then she grabs the phone, she slams it back down, because it's not working, and she tries to open up the door, but can't. And then she falls to the ground, and looks at the outside of Willie's chest, and she sees the inscription, Saying badge and the music notes. And she says, Music. Music is my gift. And she opens it up and she sees the white crystal and the flute. So she picks up the flute and she looks at
2: it. <laughs> she's so close. Like you you see it, you're <laughs> she's like, she's got the oh. triangle
0: and she's putting it in the in the square hole right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: She's like, music notes, flute. What could it mean? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We cut over to her busting into Willie's room, and she's looking around for a second, and then she sees that book that Willie was going to show her, and she opens it up, and she sees a picture of a girl with the name Selena Setterwind, mm. and then she sees a song that says, By darkest night, I play the song, to hold the beast in moments long, I call upon the Jasper's light to bind the goblin in Sederwind might. Pretty good. Pretty good uh, little poem there. Yeah,
2: I, I do. I do like the poem. And
0: at this point, I said, okay, I guess he's a goblin, not a rat man. I don't know. <laughs>
2: you know, he's a rat man, though. He's totally a rat man. Goblin just flowed more in the poem. That's all. Yeah.
0: She turns the page, and we see another girl's
1: picture, which
0: um are like you know painted in or whatever. Yeah. And she turns the page again, and we see the name Aaron Setterwind. Another few pages, same stuff, more girls, and then we see Wilhelmina Setterwind and Gwenzall, <laughs> is Willie. Willie's the Setterwind. <laughs> Which means he wants revenge on. And really. now
1: that I think about it, Setterwind is my last name.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: that
1: <laughs> it's Riley, actually.
2: Yeah, so somebody, somebody messed up at some point <laughs> with the last name thing. I don't. It must just be. I, I don't know. Like the Riley's a cover up.
0: Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> Well, she turns the next page, and it's a picture of her with the name Gwendolyn Setterwind and she's like, it's me, and she gasps, (laughs) and she puts the book down.
2: It's me! Wait, no, that's not my last name. That that can't be me.
0: (laughs) Gwen picks up and puts on the Jasper stone, and it glows red, and Gwen cannot believe this shit, but then says, the Jasper's the light to bind the goblin, Mm -hmm. and she walks out of the room and into the kitchen, grabbing the Jasper and saying, I better be right about this. And she opens up the door to the badge zone and she walks in. We're in the garden now and she calls out, hello, badge, I'm back. And We cut over to Willie, (laughs) who's getting out of a car from her little ladies meeting. And she's kind of like looking around unsure, like she might know something's going on, but I don't know. It doesn't really stay on her long enough. Back in the garden, Gwen takes a few steps saying, badge, show yourself. And from behind her pops badge saying, far enough. With Willie, she runs up the steps to the house. With Gwen, she says, "I want my brother back." And Badge asks her where the wind is, and Gwen tells him that she's not going to let him hurt Willie. And Badge laughs, and Gwen raises up the Jasper, which glows red, and she recites the poem that she read. But the light from the Jasper fades as Badge laughs, saying, "Young you are, wind power <laughs> not yet strong."
2: Though she has a photographic memory, because I can't recite that poem after reading it oh, once. I didn't even once. think of that. <laughs> I would have brought the book with me, at least. Shit. (laughs) I know. At least bring the book with you.
1: (laughs) I can see why this girl's not winning any blue
2: ribbons. (laughs) The potential is there, but she just can't put it together.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Gwen tries the poem again, but it doesn't work. With Willie, she's trying to unlock the door because she's just, you know, she's an old lady. With With Gwen, Badge tells her that she's going to hang in his garden, and he goes to grab her, but she runs away. And Willie, she fumbles with the key some more.
2: Yeah, he was going to straight up murder her, which... Yeah, going
0: to hang her. Pretty dark. Yeah,
2: Yeah, which is... I mean, that's pretty intense. It's intense themes, I guess, you know?
0: My question, though, where's Trevor? Is he hanging?
2: Yeah, Yeah, that's a really good question, (laughs) because he's using Trevor as leverage, and he's doing it very well, because he's not showing her Trevor. (laughs) Yeah,
1: where's so, he at in the garden? he's in a
2: Schrodinger cat situation right now, we we don't know <laughs> if
1: he's... He's magic dancing with David Bowie somewhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that must be what it is.
0: <laughs> That's gotta be it. In the garden, Badge is walking up to Gwen, who's backing up. With Willie, she's frustrated as hell with these blasted keys, so she starts pounding on the door for Gwen and Trevor, which Badge hears in the Badge zone. So he turns around, and he's sniffing, and he's saying, The stutter wind! Finally, Willie opens up the door to a blinding light, and in the garden behind Gwen, Willie kind of floats through the doorway, or the caveway, and she looks at Gwen, and she's saying, Play the song, Gwen. Music is your gift. The song. And Gwen gets whooshed out of the Badger's garden, and she gets tossed to the floor of her house. That was
2: weird. I'm I'm just stuck on the imagery of her floating among the- (laughs) <laughs> like she's on a little like scooter like from gym class so they just kind of pushed her gently <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: surprisingly they use that all the time in are you afraid of the dark yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gwen gets up and she's calling for willie and then she opens up the door but it leads just to regular outside So she calls for Willie again and then says, play the song. What song? And she scratches her noggin, and we cut to Willie's room where she picks up the chest saying, music is my gift. What is the song? And she looks at the inscribed song on the side of the chest with
2: B-A-D-G-E written on it, and she says, music notes. Yep. So so not only does, like, she doesn't even have to read the music. She literally could just look at the word badge. Yeah, and
0: just play B-A-D-G-E. Yeah. I don't know.
2: <laughs> Just play those notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you know how to do that, at least. And and that was the thing earlier where grandma was saying, oh, I can't believe you quit band. She doesn't need yeah. band to know how to play those a notes. A simple
0: note. I mean, I might be, <laughs> I could probably fumble around with it, and I've never played a musical instrument in my life. <laughs> yeah. But.
2: Yeah. All she needs is one lesson, really, I think. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We cut over to Willie in the garden with Badge, and Badge says, Long have I been waiting for this setter wind. And Willie says, Then I'm sorry to disappoint you, Badge, who's circling her saying, No, disappoint me,
1: you will not. And he's got
0: a noose (laughs) in his hands.
1: I love how she just doesn't take any of his shit. She's
0: (laughs) a grandma, man. She powered up. That's right. She's got those levels.
2: (laughs) Even though no one calls her grandma.
0: No, (laughs) that's true. (laughs) (laughs) With Gwen, she opens up the chest, and she takes the flute out of it. In the garden, Badge walks up to Willie saying, Mine the Jasper will be, along with the Sutterwind magic. And he grabs onto the Jasper from Willie's neck saying, Life there's none. No power has the Jasper? Why? And (laughs) Willie just kind of looks at him because he's being stupid. (laughs) He's giving him that grandma look, you know? Yeah. With Gwen, she plays the first note on the flute, which reverberates, and the crystal glows green. And in the garden, Badge and Willie hear the note, and Willie says,
2: I'm afraid you're too late no longer mine
0: with Gwen she plays another note in the garden Badge freaks the fuck out and Willie gets close to him saying you see I passed the gift to my granddaughter and she smiles and Badge gets all pissed and Gwen plays another note and then the house starts to shake a bit <laughs> in the garden Willie tells Badge you my friend are going back in the box and we see Badge scurry out the entrance of his garden as Gwen plays another note and the door opens up, and Badge pops into her house, and she smiles, and she plays another note, and Badge is quickly whisked away into the crystal, and the the it just closes <laughs> the door of the box closes.
2: I'm so confused by the timeline, because like yes. when did she when did she pass the powers? Because she didn't have them when she was first down there. I would say she
0: passed it when she passed by her in the garden. Okay, she was just like, oh, by the way, here's all my magic powers. <laughs> <laughs> Here I don't you go. know. <laughs> It gets even more confusing in a minute here. Gwen Gwen takes a look at that flute, and she laughs a little. She walks over to the chest. She slaps the top, saying, don't mess with the center wind. And then from the doorway, we hear Trevor say, Gwen? And Gwen looks over, saying, Trevor! And Trevor walks into the I like house. like how she
1: says it, because she says it in a way like, oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Like, I'm glad <laughs> well,
2: he's okay. I, guess. I mean, she did. <laughs> yeah. She totally did. Yeah, everyone forgot about Trevor. <laughs>
0: And Trevor walks into the house as she asks if he's okay. And Trevor says, yeah, I knew you'd come through for me. And then Gwen asks where Willie is. And Willie walks up and into the house saying, right here. And she closes <laughs> the door saying, and Badge? And she looks at the closed chest, nodding her head saying, back where he belongs, I see.
2: My question is, why is his name Badge? Because like his yeah. name is literally the thing that defeats him.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. like who named him like i mean i could see if the setter ones named him badge because then that makes sense but like he calls yeah. himself badge
1: after 600 years you just identify with it yeah that's what I was <laughs> yeah.
2: <saying. laughs> he's like this is just what people call me i'm just gonna lean into it i don't know why they call me that <laughs> one day i'll figure it out
1: <laughs> he probably tried to give himself cool nicknames but none of them stuck yeah he was in that Garden
0: for 600 years, hanging up, you know, bits of scrap that m- grandma gave him. And he's just like, rat pull still skin? No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, Gwen's all, Willie? I don't think I understand what happened. And Willie grabs hold of her saying, you will, child. The center wind magic has been handed down from grandmother to granddaughter for centuries. But with that magic comes a grave responsibility were the guardians of this box and the monster inside of it. And she says, and that's the evil part of the magic. It will never be released. And Willie takes the flute, opens up the box, and sets it next to the now red crystal. Mm. And over with Trevor, he says,
2: That's it? My sister's some kind of witch? And all she gets to do is babysit a boogeyman in a box? That's weak. Uh. It's a
1: good question. Truth.
2: <laughs> that was perfect. Literally exactly what everybody watching was thinking. Ev- yeah, everybody yeah. was like, well this is a neat power and all, but can it be used for literally anything else? <laughs> well, <laughs> like what is
1: This is a chore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Happy birthday. Here's a goblin that you have to w- look after for the rest of your life. <laughs> like I don't Hopefully you have grandchildren. You better, actually. Otherwise it'll be corpses all around.
0: I'm so glad that Trevor was like, what the hell is
1: this?
0: (laughs) It's like really, it's one of those things that normally doesn't get added into shows where it's like, oh, they have this unexplainable power and nobody, everybody's just like, okay. And they roll with it. But this kid's Mm -hmm. like, what, what is this weak shit? (laughs) 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 Like the episode calls itself out.
2: (laughs) I love it. Yeah. It's, it's so self-aware. It's really, honestly, it's very refreshing.
0: It is. I loved it. It's, but it made me like enjoy this child, even though yeah. he sucks. <laughs> so he starts asking if she can do magic stuff and cast spells and come out of boxes and make herself really small and blah come blah blah. Come out of
2: boxes. <laughs> this whole time, <laughs> is that a really desirable <laughs> it's the list magical, magical standard power? things that you can do with magic. <laughs> you just come out of boxes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and this whole time willie's humming and walking around him and he just kind of blinks and then he looks over and he says hi willie what's in the box <laughs> <laughs> and we cut over to gwen who's got this dumbstruck face and willie tells trevor that there's nothing in the box for a nosy little boy but she does believe there's ice cream in the freezer and trevor fist pumps with a yes and he runs past gwen and Gwen looks over at Willie with a smile saying, you made him forget. You touched him and he forgot. And Willie walks over to her saying, there's many things to do with the Seterwin magic and you'll learn them all. She grabs the chest, hands it to Gwen saying, happy birthday. You are indeed a very special girl. The uh-huh. end. So she has her magic?
2: Yeah, I, it's it's weird because it's like. You have this the greatest gift of all. You can you can do magic. But let's start with you containing this powerful di- uh, goblin. And yeah. also it's a grave responsibility. But you know, also we can do other stuff. You can mess with your brother, you can make him forget things, you can make everyone forget things. She literally we know that she can do two things. Yeah. <laughs> she she can play a flute and contain a goblin and she can make people forget stuff.
1: I'm not sure I'm okay with the grandma scrambling that kid's brains. Like
0: that. Well, my question that is, is a major gray area. How often do you think she scrambles her grandchildren's brains? You know, that's not
1: the first time she's. I mean, done he that. remembered oh, enough not. science to win that award. So that's yeah. true. He's got some things in there, but her, like Gwen. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Gwen, you know what? You forget everything. Yeah.
2: Gwen has suffered from some serious memory loss. It's I, f- I feel like the grandma has absolutely done it to her several times. Yeah. Oh, Gwen for sure. was
1: probably a flute virtuoso before. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and the grandma accidentally made her forget how to play the flute, so then she feels and, a little guilty.
0: And that's why she got kicked out of band. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Damn you, Willie. oh i love
0: it
2: (laughs) oh yeah there's definitely more to explore with willie
0: we cut to the midnight society and gary says everyone has their own special talent and gwen found out that hers was far more special than she could have ever hoped for and end perfect and stig says that's cool and all three girls agree and back with stig he says i have a special talent and kiki gasps saying i don't think i want to know but stig stands up anyway as sam asks if this will be disgusting and with stig he lifts his hands to his mouth and howls annoyingly like a dog and from the distance we hear a bunch of other wolf howl back which freaks the kids out betty ann stands up saying uh i gotta go and the other girls and Tucker run down the path. Gary throws the water on the fire. Stig looks around saying, "Hey, yo, wait up." And then he runs down the path too. And that's the end. And season 5 is done. Done. Wow. The worst ending. I should have done Night Shift last, but
2: <laughs> I yeah, it's so weird because what is his pa- like why did he feel he was like I need to howl at right now so that people can see that I can I can do that? It just seems really out of place. Stig
0: is just always out of place, though, so... <laughs> yeah. That's true.
2: We ended on a stupid
0: Stig moment. Damn it. Yeah. Oh, gross. Fucking Stig. Uh... Spoilers, Brandon. This is the last time you'll ever see Stig.
1: Oh, the wolves got him, did they?
0: The wolves got <laughs> most, most everybody.
2: <laughs> he couldn't keep up with the group, and yeah, the wolves got him.
0: <laughs> just like Eric from season one. <laughs> and he was never mentioned again. Rest in peace.
2: Oh, man. So, yeah, I, I always thought of, like, the Night Shift as being more of, like, a series finale with, you know, because yeah. it, it doesn't end with Gary and Sam, like, together around the fire.
0: It ends in, like, the way that you would want the show to end. Yeah. yeah. It's perfect.
2: So it's kind of like this is the end of the yeah. show. Uh, well, then... I
0: went off of what was what told me the episode order was on, um you know, with a Google search. Ultimately, it doesn't really matter. We can just believe that, you know, Night Shift was the true essentially at this point series finale because um this is the last episode for a couple of years. The yeah. show gets rebooted in 1999, so for a long time this was this was it.
2: Yeah. And when I was a kid, to me this was the end of Are You Afraid of the Dark. I don't Yeah. I don't remember like I I remembered when it came back, but at that mm-hmm. point it was really like that's not really Are You Afraid of the Dark. Like that was how that was generally the attitude. <laughs> of of people who watched the original show at the time
1: i'm really curious to see like how i'm going to react to them because i'm watching these all for the first time this is all new to me so am i gonna see these new characters and stuff and be like this ain't are you afraid of the dark get the fuck out (laughs) of here
0: i'm going in with an open mind this
1: ain't that thing that i started watching like two weeks ago
2: (laughs) yeah i I I think the reason that other people didn't like it is probably because they have that little bit of nostalgia for the original. Yeah. And they have like this is the mm-hmm. original show and it, but since you're watching all of it for the first time, you can maybe be a little more objective like okay, these stories aren't like worse <laughs> than they were before. So
0: I'm going to try and go in with it with like, you know, an open mind, which I've done with all of these episodes because I knew well, as a kid, my least favorite episodes were Hungry Hounds and mm. Unexpected Visitor and Apartment 214. Yeah. And, you know, upon rewatching them, there's something good in all of them. Yeah. So I'm going in with that kind of mindset.
2: When I was a kid, it was like we would watch Snick and then we would record as many episodes as we could. And we had about five or six tapes just filled with the episodes. Yeah. So, and like a lot of the time, those were marathons that were played on TV and. In the marathons, they would play their most popular episodes mm-hmm. and they're like their fan favorites. So I saw those way more than I saw things like Hungry Hounds and Badge. And,
0: and C7. and.
2: Overall, what a wonderful show. Yeah. Just sparks your imagination. It makes you want to tell stories with your friends. It's Honestly, it it's such a cool idea to think of. I mean, you know, adults wrote these stories, but imagining that mm-hmm. ch- children wrote them. You know, yeah. and they got and together, and this is what they do for fun and it, that's it's exactly
0: just, what we do yeah. <laughs> we're like Betty Ann came up with this one and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we take it for face value, face value every time
2: yes, yes I and it's such I don't know it was such a great thing for our, for kids, and I just remember not being afraid of it when I was a kid, which was so cool because I was afraid of everything. But th- the show didn't scare me, and so it was such a special thing that everybody watched, and it was like, it's cool. It's just Are You Afraid of the Dark? It's not a big yeah. deal. Everything's going to be fine. though. Everybody
0: watched it except for Brandon. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> I'm he sorry. You watched
0: Goosebumps or whatever.
2: <laughs> oh, no. You watched Goosebumps?
1: Yeah, I watched Goosebumps.
2: <laughs> it's got a great Goosebumps theme song. Is- yeah, Goosebumps. Oh, Goosebumps' theme song is top-notch. I agree.
0: <laughs> so what do you guys think the moral of the story is for the tale of badge
1: um i'm gonna say don't lobotomize your grandchildren (laughs) yeah
2: yeah that's probably a good moral something we should all live by
0: i would say if it's your daughter's 16th birthday you should spend time with them not try to find any excuse to leave
2: yeah
1: nah i'm busy (laughs) we're gonna be late
0: <laughs> she, the, yeah. the parents are like, I'm doing this for your future. Right. Bye. Like, we Not our fault your teacher wanted their little parent teacher night tonight. <laughs> <laughs> this is for you, Gwen.
2: Gwen really could have become evil. She could have realized she had powers and been like, you know what? My family's shitty.
0: She still has the potential. She's still mine. Yeah.
2: She really could. She could become, yeah. So she could, you know, resurrect Goth and. <gasps> if get only. All, get it all going for sure. I think the I think the moral probably has something to do with your talent. I'm guessing uh, they, yeah. they do bring it up several times in the episode. Like that... even if
0: you're useless like Gwen, you still got talent.
2: <laughs> even if your family hates you, you still have a talent. Everyone has one. You can
1: do something.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was it was pretty buried, but I think it was, you know, hey, don't quit band. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Just don't quit band.
1: You can do it. Yes. Yeah. Band is important, everyone.
2: Band is important. You don't know when you'll need that ability to, you know, hold back the goblin that your family's been holding back for 600 years or, as Badge says, 12 lifetimes.
0: Gary's just a band nerd, and he's like, guys, if you think about it, band's the most important activity (laughs) at school.
1: this was just band propaganda.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, the tale of Badge. I think we collectively can... Figure out a better name than that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Uh, how about the tale of the unimportant birthday? <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. The tale of the forgotten birthday. That would be good, too.
1: Yeah.
0: The tale of the goblin?
2: You could go along with it. You could be like the tale of the wind and the goblin, or the tale of the... Yeah, know. just confuse the hell out of everyone. <laughs> right away. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> the tale of uh, the jasper.
0: Yeah, I was thinking that one. Mm-hmm. The Tale of the Smoke
2: Machine. <laughs> so much
0: smoke. Yes. It could have done like The Tale of Badge's Garden. Yeah,
1: that just sounds nice. It does it sound good, nice, but, then but you,
0: it's not. It's got hanging
1: people. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think that's all I got for Badge. Honestly, I think I'm done with it. Yeah. I've had my fill.
2: <laughs> How could you ever have your fill of Badge? It's not that hard. <laughs> we all have a badge quota, and uh, <laughs> yeah. it's been met.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Robin. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Of
2: course, I really enjoyed it. You guys are very funny, and I enjoyed oh, talking you. to you.
1: Thanks. It was really fun. Where can
2: people find you on the internet? Well, we are on Twitter at Blackcase Diary. That's just exactly how it spelled, how it sounds. Blackcase mm-hmm. Diaries was one too, one too many letters, so.
0: Oh, that happened with me, too. Yeah. I'm yeah. Yep.
2: <laughs> we are on Instagram at Black Case Diaries Podcast, too. So okay. both of those places are good. We have a Facebook, but, you know, we, we like the other ones better. <laughs> Facebook's fine. But, yeah, or we, mm-hmm. you could just go to our website, com. We've got all oh, that stuff nice. there. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, I'll
0: check that out. Well, thank you so much. Of Thanks. course. Thanks thank for you for ha- having hanging me. out. Season finale. You're the first guest we've had on a season finale, so.
2: Oh, well, I feel yeah. so special.
0: If you want to. So, Brandon, next week we're doing our Season 5 wrap-up. What do you guys think it's going to be about?
1: (laughs) I think it's going to be about how the tale of the night shift is great. Yes,
0: (laughs) I
2: think so, too. (laughs) That is a really good episode. I think it's going to be that
0: and Dead Man's Float. and
2: Oh, my God, Dead Man's Float. All right, well, I've
0: been having a lot of fun, but I'm going back to bed, you guys. I've been up all night. I'm tired. I got a lot of editing
2: to do. (laughs) That's right. Well, you were up all night, right?
0: We were up all night. Thanks again, Robin, for hanging out with us. And I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. 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 Well, I'm not a total ogre.